Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports, and I'm recording this bad boy live, and I'm super excited about this episode because this actually comes from some user-submitted questions, uh, specifically from Drew Drip, from Drew Dibble, who sent them to me via LinkedIn, and he wanted to know a lot more about uh, my success mindset, what's going on uh, in the world of sports. So without further ado, let's get to question number one. What type of education do you feel that assisted you in getting to where you are today? And the answer is going to be a lot. And the contrarian point of view of this is going to be, it's been overwhelmingly self-directed education. So when I quit my job seven years ago plus uh, to live my dreams of working in sports and starting making sports, I audited the success habits of the most successful CEOs and the people that I aspired to be like and do great things like. So because of this, I'm like, all right, what are they doing? What are the things that keep coming up over and over and over again? So number one was the average CEO reads on average 60 books a year. And I was like, crap, I'm reading zero books a year. So immediately I found a love of reading and I created a reading habit. And why is that important? Because so many people say, hey, how do I get mentors? For me, books and podcasts have been my mentors because it's an opportunity for me to learn from others, both experience and mistakes. So I either don't have to make the same mistake or I can use their experience to help further my own journey. And then number two is going to be podcasts because I'm just a sponge for learning. When your mindset shifts from uh, where it was to growth mindset, and by the way, great book about this from Carol Dweck about mindset. I don't know what the name of it is. It might just be Mindset but I highly recommend it. If you have not checked it out, uh, the name of the author is Carol Dweck, but it's all about growth mindset. What can you learn? How can you get better? Always looking forward, growth, growth, growth. So for me, once I adopted that mindset, I'm just looking everywhere. What can I learn? Who can I learn from? But the key to this is it's self-directed. So for me, uh, I took four years of improv and comedy writing classes at Second City. Why did I do it? Not to become a comedian, but to learn the skill sets of a comedian. That way I could apply it to the content and marketing that I create. I can communicate better and differently. And these are all things that I had to figure out on my own. And now that I've done so, I'm looking for other opportunities. So then I taught myself Photoshop and video editing and hosting and social media marketing and throwing events and all of these different things in a self-directed manner. So my number one uh, suggestion in terms of education would be self-directed education. If you want to do something, learn how to do it. You have the ability to teach yourself, do YouTube videos, lynda.com, LinkedIn learning, books, podcasts. Uh, I don't care what it is, but make it self-directed. All right. Number two, what motivates you each day in your career? So I had to get to a point where I was self-motivated, where I didn't need anybody else to get me up, albeit there are drips of positivity that do get my juices flowing, 
But for me, motivation is uh, the par for the course. It's like, it's a given. I have to be motivated because I am building something great. I'm doing great things. So I actually don't like the word motivation because I assume anybody who's going to come into my orbit, they're already motivated. I prefer the word inspiration. Like, I don't like the term motivational speaker because if you're just getting raw rod, that's not how I get down. But if you're inspired, if somebody inspires you, that's an action-oriented thing where you see something from someone, you're like, wow, that inspired me to do this. So I would like to think that I'm more inspired or inspiring than I am motivated. But in terms of motivation, it's something that I reframe it on a daily basis. So when I wake up every single morning, the first thing that I think to myself is, today is going to be a great day. And it is on me to create a boot sequence that gets me in the right frame of mind to allow me to succeed and overcome the obstacles and do the things that I want to do. So it's completely on me. And I don't want to leave anything to chance because remember, when we look out at the world right now, there's just a myriad of noise coming at us from every direction. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, TV, news, social media marketing, like everywhere you go, everyone's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. They're trying to take your attention away. They're trying to zap your energy. They're trying to give you negativity. So because of this, I had to become an auditor of my inputs. And I'm like, all right, just like a computer, how can I boot myself up so that every single day my motivation is a given? And it really boils down to discipline. I became very disciplined about my success because if you want something bad enough, you're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. And I'm one of those people. And so often you've got to do things that are extremely uncomfortable. And it's like this on a regular basis for me. And it's a series of rinse and repeat every single day the same success habits and routines and mindsets to get me to go where I want to go. And I believe that's what's necessary because I'm not going to leave anything for chance. I'm sure as hell not going to let the rest of the world dictate the way that I'm getting down because they don't want motivation. They want comfort. And that's the thing that I actually talked with um, one of my uh, clients that I work with as a high performance coach on the rest of the world wants you to take it easy. Don't take chances. Be comfortable. They want you to stay in this same little range of like, if we have a thermostat on zero to 100, they want most people to be at like a 50. Maybe they'll get no hotter than a 55, no lower than a 45. And that's what being on the couch and watching Netflix and not doing anything out of your comfort zone looks like. But I don't get down like that. That is the opposite of how I run. For me, I want to run hot. So I'm going to come to the table every single day being like, all right, what can I do today to make today better than yesterday? And the answer is actually quite simple. Read. As long as I learn something today, no matter what else happens the rest of the day, I am better today than I was yesterday. So you're like, oh, that's kind of a simple thing. Correct. Well, if we know that's going to be the case, when should you read to ensure that today is better than yesterday? Well, probably in the morning because anything that is important should get done early. All right, well, when is there always time to read? First thing in the morning. Well, guess what? My boot sequence now becomes wake up, 
drink a glass of water while reading for 20 to 30 minutes. So immediately within the first 30 minutes of me being up every single day, I've already made today better than yesterday. I've already dripped positivity and inspiration into my brain. So when everybody else is all comfortable hitting snooze, not wanting to go to work or do what they want to do, I'm like a freaking rocket ship. I'm like, boom, here we go. And remember, I've only done this in 30 minutes. I still have the rest of my day to go and crush it. So that's what motivates me each day is I'm self-motivated because when you go all in at your dreams and your life and what you want to accomplish, you see time differently. I don't have to be motivated to love my life. I want to love my life every single day. Doesn't mean it's always going to be puppy dogs and rainbows, but guess what? Time is my most valuable asset that I have. So I have to take advantage of all of my moments. I got to boot myself up. I got to have high self-awareness and I want to do this so that I can inspire others, not motivate others. All right, question number three. Why did you choose to work in sports or sports marketing? Because it's my dream. That's the simplest way. For as long as I can think of, uh, I've always dreamed of working in sports and being creative. And this really stems from, I grew up in Pittsburgh and my mom's side of the family is from Chicago. And Pittsburgh does not have a basketball team. And basketball was my favorite sport. So Michael Jordan was my favorite player. So therefore, I was a big fan of the Penguins, the Pirates, and the Steelers, and the Chicago Bulls. So I was at an early age exposed to a lot of championships and success and winning. And through that, they only raise you one way in Pittsburgh. And that's to bleed the black and gold. So because of it, I loved sports and all I wanted to do was consume sports. And then when I was in college, I was a um, management information systems major at Miami of Ohio and I freaking hated it. It was one of those things where I didn't really choose my major. It was one of those things where my parents thought that this would make uh, a lot of sense and be a good career path for me as the internet's getting going and, oh, you can do coding and stuff. I didn't know crap about coding, didn't know a single thing. I hated it. And I ended up becoming a marketing major uh, as a second major at the same time. And with that, I got to be a little bit more creative. And I dreamed of working for an ad agency. And in my mind, as an 18 to 21 year old, what I thought was, all right, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a job where I'm creating ideas and brainstorming every single day. That's what my perception of what marketing was or could be. So I'm like, man, I graduated. I'm so excited. I'm like, got a degree from marketing from Miami of Ohio. This is going to be amazing. And then guess what happens? Did not have a job for a year and a half out of college. Lived off my credit card. Uh, paid rent with my credit card. I was broke, broke. So my dream of working in it for an ad agency became a fast track into inside sales and. I've told this story numerous times, so I'll give the Cliff Notes version, but I got a first job finally at a Fifth Third Bank call center selling home equity loans, making $10 an hour. I didn't have an email address. I had restricted internet access. I was in a cube farm, and I was pretty much Peter in office space. I could not get the day over with fast enough, and it was the opposite of what I wanted to do. 
And this is extremely important from a foundational standpoint side of things because I learned what I don't want to do so that I knew what I did want to do as I kept going year after year and moving up a higher paying job with a closer commute and things that are closer to marketing ish. Uh, I just kept on wanting to work in sports and I would see the Bill Simmons of the world and the Dan Patrick's of the world. I'd be like, man, I dream of the day where I could just wake up every day and just create sports content for a living. So then I just started doing it. I created my own sports blogs. Uh, the first one that I can remember is one called astimeexpires.com because uh, when you think about college basketball, they're like, and the three for the win, got it, as time expires. Boom. So that's where As Time Expires came through. And it's something that I made. I went in with it saying, I don't care if I make zero dollars from this. I just love to write and create and talk about sports. So I taught myself HTML, got like an Angel Fire website. Shout out to anybody who gets that reference from back in the day. And I built my first sports blog myself and just started creating sports content. And through it, that became my expression of why I love sports. And then I just kept doing it, writing for free for other fantasy websites and then creating other websites and other sports blogs until I got to the point where I said, listen, I know I'm great at this. You always hear, follow your passion. If you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I just couldn't get it out of my head that I belonged. I knew how good I was at creating. I knew my sports knowledge. I knew my hustle. I knew how much I loved it. I knew I was willing to go all in and make this happen. So I said, I'd regret it for the rest of my life if I didn't give it a shot at making my dreams happen. And that's when I quit my job to go all in at working in sports and being creative. Started baking sports. Uh, I burned the boats and seven years later, I've never looked back. So that's really how I chose sports and sports marketing because it is me and who better to help a brand or company market to sports fans than the exact demographic that you're looking to market to. I don't care where you're from, what team it is from. I can relate to sports fan because I am that sports fan. I love all sports everywhere. Um, and that's really how uh, I chose to work in sports and sports marketing. And it's actually quite ironic that uh, I never set out to create what would look like the services of an agency, but now that Bacon Sports has evolved over the course of the seven years, the whole brainstorming and creating ideas for companies, that's actually what we're really good at because no one ever hired me to do it. So I decided I'll create my own company where we help other brands create content, build communities, and engage fans via podcast, video, live stream, social media marketing, all the ways that you can market to uh, an audience. And we're going to help tell those stories. And I think the really big thing that I've learned, which was a flaw in my mindset, but you don't know what you don't know, is that it's not actually about the ideas of brainstorming. It's about the execution because everybody has ideas. Everybody wants to work in sports. Everyone's like, oh my God, if I could only work in sports, this would be the greatest thing ever. Yeah, that's cool and all but everyone's got those ideas. Everyone loves sports. Are you able to execute? So I am a master at execution. It's why I've become in love with the process because the process is where most people aren't willing to invest. They haven't put together 500 podcast episodes or 700 videos 
or a thousand articles. They're not willing to pay their dues and learn what it takes just post after post after post of making that happen. And I've been able to. And want to give some quick shout outs on LinkedIn Live right there. Um, what's up, Leslie? What's up, Nicholas? What's up, Colby? And Colby actually has a question that uh, now where does someone begin when they quit their nine to five? Did you have a certain amount of money you started with to start your company? Uh, that's a great question. It's something that nobody ever asked me. And I'm actually going to write this down. So uh, I make sure that it's in my show notes. Um, where we can. Uh, so this is something that I've purposely uh, not talked about much, but it's an extremely, extremely crucial part of my journey. So I was very successful at selling digital advertising sales um, for a course of, I don't know, let's call it five or six years. I was making six figures or several six figures. And this is my past lifestyle and mindset. So it's uh, interesting for me to talk about this because I'm such a different person than I was then. So let's call it from the age of 26 to 32. I'm, I'm straight crushing in ad sales. I'm making great money. I'm very much uh, the live hard, play hard lifestyle where you're doing great at your job and I'm going out partying all the time. And at that point, I moved to Chicago. I'm loving life. And for me, fun and partying and the lifestyle, like that was my number one. I was nowhere near the person that you see today. I'm literally two different people living two different lives because I didn't have this success mindset. I didn't have these habits and routines. And it just so happens, despite all of this, and even though, and remember, let's frame this back to the very beginning. When I graduated college, I did not have a job for a year and a half. I was broke. I was probably definitely 10 plus thousand dollars in debt, probably more than that. I'm guessing the number is probably 20,000. I actually don't even remember right now, but it was a lot of money that I was in debt because I'm paying my rent with my credit card. So remember, when I was 21 years old, I'm in the negatives. I'm in the negative five figures in terms of what I have in terms of actual money. As I get jobs that slowly start paying more, I was actually fiscally responsible. I know that I was not about that life. That just so happens the way that my life went at that time. So I got myself out of debt uh, in my early 20s. And then from there, I started to make a little bit more money, a little bit more money. And I started to educate myself a little bit more about fiscal responsibility. And I just started saving money. And I saved money for no apparent reason. That's a real answer to it, that at some point you can get to a comfort level where money's coming in and I just wasn't spending it, where I had a surplus. So I just saved uh, a crap ton of money, which ended up becoming my uh, bankroll for how I funded bacon sports and being able to go all in at my dreams. And I think it's an area where it is often miscalculated by a lot of people. They see, oh, I want to go all in. How can I make this happen? Remember, there's several steps to making your dreams happen and working in sports or doing whatever you want to do. Because I was creating sports blogs and writing 
from 25 to, or 21 years old to 32. So I went 11 years of creating sports content without making a single cent doing it. So I had certainly paid my dues. I knew I had the confidence for all of this. So then I got to the point where I said, all right, I've got a bankroll that I've saved for no apparent reason. And the crazy thing is, I never actually thought to myself, I'm saving this so that I can go and live my dreams. I had just saved it until all of a sudden I looked into my bank account and I was like, holy crap, I can quit my job right now and go make my dreams happen. And the money was not the um, deciding factor on it. I committed first to making this happen. I said, I'm going to regret it if I don't have it, make it happen. Then after that, I had a bankroll so that I wasn't living month to month. And I think this is the biggest challenge that the overwhelming majority of people are going to face in this situation. You want to do it. You want to quit your job. Sure. But one of the biggest hindrances is if you have this time pressure where you say, all right, Rob, I only have three months worth of runway. If I can't make it happen in three months, then I'm in some big time trouble. I did not have that. I gave myself several years of runway. And while all this is going on, my immediate mindset is, how can I bring in revenue as fast as possible? Because overnight, I went from making several six figures to zero dollars. Zero dollars overnight. That is not an easy pill to swallow, certainly when you're used to living a certain lifestyle. So because of it, um, I became very smart with my money and I still am right now. I won't say frugal, I will say smart and calculated because for me, money is oxygen to my dreams and with it. So my biggest suggestion is if you want to live your dreams or work in sports or do what you want, start saving money immediately and even better if you put some intention to it. I didn't have the intention, but it doesn't mean it was wrong. I want you to go and create an account that says, this is my starting my dreams fund or whatever and start putting money in there, money in there so that you can put yourself in a new position to succeed and give yourself the best opportunity to go all in at making your dreams happen. All right. So where does someone begin to quit their nine to five job? Number one, it's your mindset. That's how you quit. It's you say, I know that there are better things for me. What are the steps that need to happen for me to get to that point? And even though they're micro steps, you're not going to go from nine to five to living the life of your dreams overnight. But what you can do is little micro actions. Start uh, reading, start learning, start creating, start meeting more people, start putting it out there that you're looking for this. You need to get past comfortable and you need to get uncomfortable because that's what you're signing up for. And I don't think that's what most people understand. When you decide to go all in and remove yourself from your nine to five, it is now all on you. Back to the what motivates you each day in your career. You know what motivates me? Because it's all on me. If I don't do it, it doesn't get done. So because of that, I've never stopped thinking or working a day in my life for the last seven years. And why would I want to? Because this is my dreams. This is what I dreamed of every single day is to get this opportunity. That's how you get your ass out of bed. That's how when 5 a.m. hits and you don't want to get up, you get up. 
because I never wanted to look back if this didn't work out and say, man, if I had only woken up an hour earlier every single day, what would that additional hour times 365 days times seven years look like? I don't know. That's like an extra few months you could have done stuff. I'm removing all excuses for why success won't happen to me because success is going to happen to me and it is happening. So thank you very much, Colby, for that question. Um, Nicholas with a question right here on LinkedIn Live. How does someone generate on YouTube and how would you do it today if you had to start over? So I believe that's how do you generate revenue on YouTube and what would I do today if I had to start over? Uh, so number one, I would say, if you want to start generating money on YouTube, there are two different ways that you can do it. And I'll give you the path that I did it. I created so many videos that when someone was looking for someone to create videos, I had something to bring to the table. So someone once said, Rob, if you ever hope to get paid to do what you love, you better be doing it already. And from that moment, I was like, all right, I'm game. Let's do this. And I never stopped creating. So that's why I taught myself Photoshop and video editing and hosting and being an MC and social media marketing. If anyone was ever going to pay me to do this, think about this podcast right now and this live stream. There's a company out there who is looking for me, who is saying, I am looking for charismatic, awesome hosts that can help build my community and lead my brand. If only I can find someone that is doing this on a regular basis, who does it for others and does it for themselves. Well, guess what? Here I am. If only there's someone out there who is a master and an expert at podcasting. Oh, we would just love to find them to help us build our community. Guess what? Here I am. This is how you do it. So number one is you generate so much content for yourself that you can now roll in. And when someone says, we're looking for someone to do this. You're like, shit, I've done this 500 times. I can do this in my sleep. I can do this so well that I can do numerous clients of this. And that's how you end up building a company. And that's how I have generated revenue by getting paid to create videos is by being the host and by being the creator and by understanding the process in doing this and where others didn't understand how to do it, I roll in. Most people think you just make all your money on YouTube via advertising. That's a complete wrong way to think. And sure, it can be done. But my background's in digital advertising sales. So I'll tell you from experience, if you think your path to working in sports or living the life that you want is just YouTube monetization, I believe that would be an error. You can get to that point, but I don't believe, for this way, 99% of people are not going to be able to do that in three months or a year or in multiple years. And I'm saying that from experience as someone who's created over 700 videos. Is it possible? 100%. What you do, you go all in on YouTube. You create a video a day. You create multiple videos a day and you don't stop for years. That's years. Y-E-A-R-S. None of this short-term stuff long-term, you do not stop until it gets done. Um, and how would I do it if I did it today? I think I've pretty much outlined that. Just start right now and make that stuff happen. All right, another question. 
This is fun, by the way. Great questions. Uh, if you have your, I know you have your podcast and Bacon Sports. What does each entail? And I think I've talked about a good amount of this already, but I'll sort of break it down. I created my sports marketing huddle podcast as an opportunity to become a thought leader, build a relationship with my co-host, Brian Cristiano, who is the CEO of Board Worldwide, who at the time was a sports marketing agency in New York. So I was like, shit, of course I want to be doing what he's doing. Uh, and then the last one is to build more relationships. So you want to work in sports, you need to know more people. All right, how do you know more people? You got to talk to more people. How do you talk to more people? Well, cold emails just don't exactly work like they used to. So you need to give people a reason to want to talk to you. Well, podcast is a pretty good reason because I can give right out of the gate without asking for anything. I say, hey, Colby, you are amazing. I would love to talk to you about your success mindset and what you think about X, Y, and Z. You interested in coming on the podcast? And like 85% of people are like, hell yeah, I am. Boom. Just like that, rinse and repeat 500 times. That's how you build relationships with people in any industry or in the sports marketing world. On the bacon sports side of things, it was really, we started as original sports comedy blog, creating original articles, videos, podcasts, social media marketing, and we got really good at it. We understand how to market to sports fans, how to engage sports fans, and it just so happens as we audited the digital landscape, which I acutely knew because I used to sell for it, it was how in the world do you monetize digital content? And it took three years for the light bulb to come off to say, listen, you do not monetize digital content via um, banner advertising and digital revenue. Sure, you can do it, but you need an insane amount of volume. And I actually did a podcast with Erica Nardini, the CEO of Barstool Sports, and she confirmed this for me. And it was a pivotal moment in my career on the sports marketing huddle. She said, small and mid-tier publishers are screwed because they cannot keep up with the monetization and the scale that you need in order to get that to sustain itself. And since that moment, I was like, boom, I got it. I see what you're saying. I see what the marketing, I see what the market is saying. And since that moment, I'm watching sports media companies laying people off and going out of business all across the industry. And I feel bad for everybody who loses their job. But at the same time, I also know that I want to be in control of 100% of what I do. And you have greatest control when you're in charge of everything. And I always thought, listen, would I rather compete with everybody who's trying to uh, become a reporter or a news anchor or work for ESPN or Bleacher or The Ringer or Barstool or whatever? Do I want to compete with those people or am I crazy enough to compete with the people at the top of the food chain who say, I'm going to build the ringer like Bill Simmons. I'm going to build Barstool Sports like Dave Portnoy. Am I going to build the next great media company? And I looked at the landscape and I was like, huh, there's not a lot of people at the top of the food chain fighting to be number one. Everyone wants to work inside of that. So I was like, screw it. Let's do this. I'm going all in with the big dogs. So for me, I'm thinking huge. And this is what excites me because I haven't even scratched the surface of where myself and bacon sports are going. And I know what's possible and what our potential is because I just do. I know what we're great at. I know how I see the market. I know my network and I know how we get down. So 
that's really the difference right there. So uh, that's all I got for this one. I know there's a few more questions, um, but I actually have to go and edit uh, another podcast for the Sharp 600, the sports betting podcast uh, that I host for covers.com. Uh, for any of you sports bettors out there, check it out. Uh, we dish about uh, all things betting or all things sports betting from a fan engagement standpoint. It's a lot of fun. So I'm going to do a lot more of these Q&As. I'll try and schedule them on LinkedIn Live. Uh, if you want to ask me a question to be included in future episodes, uh, hit me up on LinkedIn at Rob Cressy. If you're not connected with me already, connect with me, but it's important. You need to send a message, not just one of these blank things. If it's a blank thing, I don't know who you are. Tell me, Rob, uh, I watch your content or listen to it or I listen to the podcast. Just show me anything that you're just not some spam bot right there. Uh, otherwise, you can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. I love jamming with everyone and I want to hear from you. Did anything that I say resonate with you? Are you taking action on any of the stuff that I talked about? Uh, I'm very candid and open about my journey, my vulnerabilities, my success habits, my mindsets, and everything in between. So I want to be a positive asset to you and on your journey. I hope that you're having an amazing day. And lastly, if you ever wanted to create a podcast but didn't know where to start, then I've got you covered. I created an online video course called Launching Podcasts, which is a step-by-step -step course to take you from zero to easily publishing your first four podcast episodes. That way you can grow your brand, build relationships, and get your voice heard. And as I've mentioned a bajillion times, starting a podcast was the biggest game changer in the world for my business and my relationships. You can check it out at launchingpodcast.com. Uh, it's an amazing opportunity to build your brand and really accelerate where you're going this year. I hope you have an amazing day. Sending tons of good vibes your way. Boom shock locker.